0: I'm David Baker.
1: And I'm Amber Gustafson.
0: And this is just a conversation.
1: Well, we just got back from uh, another wonderful buying trip over in uh, Nashville.
0: RJO Show.
1: Yep. Retail Jewelers Organization. You have to be a member in good standing to be part of that organization. And the great part of being in that organization is uh, not only are they people that are certain um, ethics standards in the business when it comes to retailers, but... Same with the suppliers. They have to have certain standards in order to even be a supplier. So while we were there, we saw uh, many different uh, things. Did you see anything interesting that really struck out?
0: I heard an interesting fact, and that was that the RJO, the Retail Jewelers Organization's jewelers, uh, have joined together and they spend almost $200 million as a group
1: that's quite a buying power. That's
0: unbelievable.
1: It's a great buying power. Uh, and with all that buying power, not only do we spend a lot of money, but the dealers that are, the vendors that are part of it want business from us. So they make sure that they stay in good standing. They give us better prices. When we get better prices, we can pass on those better prices. What's new out there? You know what? It really depends on um, what, what is exciting to you. But I'll tell you what I sell a lot of at my store are uh, fleur-de-lis. We have a lot of people here that live in, in Houston, and in Katy area especially, that are transplant people from Louisiana, and fleur-de-lis is kind of their, uh, I want to say it's, it's their life logo in a way. I saw once again some absolutely stunning fleur-de-lis, pendants, necklaces, and earrings that I did order and you saw them. They were pretty cool, too.
0: Very interesting, and, and this is a, a company that does a lot of design work, and they've revamped their line, what, a couple times a year, would you say?
1: Yes, I think they, they always bring in new product, <coughs> and they're also very uh, innovative when they come into. Uh, in fact, the same company I also found some absolutely stunning ring guards. Now... I'm going to date myself, but when I started out in this business, ring guards were very, very popular. Popular, And what a ring guard is, is you take a solitaire ring or a ring with just maybe a couple diamonds going down the side of the ring and you put it inside of this guard, or they call it wraps. Um, and Essentially,
0: it's two wedding bands that have bars on the back. And so that creates a slot in the center for the engagement ring.
1: Correct. And then you can wear it still the engagement ring by itself. Or you can wear it with this wrap. So what I did see are some absolutely stunning ring guards that had combination of round diamonds, uh, baguettes and rounds, and they did some
0: two tone. Uh, nice styles. They weren't typical boring wrap
1: Not at all. Wraps N- of the
0: past. Not at all. In <laughs>
1: fact, I did exactly wraps of the past. Um, uh, what I did do is I did also order a couple of these, which in a few weeks they'll be coming in. But um, that is what's uh, that's what's new. That's what's new. Besides that, let me tell you what I what I've also learned uh, about our industry as a whole. First of all, I'm very excited. I'm getting some merchandise, but I am the one getting merchandise. There are over 800 stores across the nation that will no longer be getting merchandise. Why? They closed. They closed. We had last year over 800 retailers in our industry close. The year before was another 800 and the year before that was Mm 1,700 retailers. What does that say? That says that the jewelry industry is changing and uh, the people that still value jewelry are the people like you listening to this podcast, but also uh, people that Uh, Have sentimental memories to jewelry that their grandmother had their father had their mother had if there's anything that you can leave as a tradition And to your family that's a piece of jewelry and with the piece of jewelry You have also a legacy that you can pass on with that and that's absolutely a wonderful A wonderful
0: thing to be able to do it seems like also the jewelry stores that have closed are the ones that were just simply salesmen they're buying product from elsewhere. They're buying mm, branded lines. And, you know, people can buy those online anywhere. The ones that are succeeding and doing, seem like we're doing quite well, are the custom jewelers. Because they're becoming fewer and fewer as well. So if someone buys something online, there's no service behind it. There, there's no, no one you can get your hand around their necktie if you have an issue. Or if it doesn't fit properly, there's no customer service, personal customer service.
1: You know, you're exactly right. In fact, that was a, a big comp, uh, a part of conversation amongst of the, the jewelers that were there. Are uh, the ones that are successful are the ones that actually do custom in their own in their own store, or they have access, close access to custom design artists. What has happened in our industry? The suppliers, the the manufacturers are cutting out the small man, and they're going straight to the consumer. You guys listening, which is fine, but who are you going to go to when you want things sized or when you want things serviced? They don't do the service after the sale. They don't. They just want to sell you the merchandise, so you have to find one of us. But um, that was part of our conversation.
0: Just trying to find a phone number. For a company like that, and then you find a phone number. Good luck getting someone to answer it.
1: Well, phone. they answer it. They're not even. They're not going to do a service afterwards. They'll do warranty after you get it right away. But they're not going to size it later on down the road. They're not going to check your prongs for you. That's what the jeweler. That's what a real jeweler. So in reality, what's happening in our industry is we're getting back to our roots. We're getting back to how jewelry started and how we all got here to begin with.
0: I think too, the custom jewelers keep their eye on other custom. Designers and gemstone cutters, you know, um, we're both getting ready to go to the Tucson Gem Show for the American Gem Trade Association (AGTA), and it's the largest colored gemstone show in the world. I know you're going to be looking for some special cut stones, specialty cut stones from, you know, very unique. I'll say unique individuals because a lot of them are quite, quite unique They're artists. People. They're artists. They They're are unique. They Every are artist is,
1: is going to be a little different. But uh, also, and you're exactly right, in Tucson, and, and what I've also noticed is not only the consumer understanding, the diamond, the cut is very, very, is probably one of the most important parts of a diamond. Not just the color and the clarity, but if you have a, a stone that's cut well, I don't care if the, if the color is not the best and the clarity is still okay. If it's not cut beautifully, that stone's never going to fire. And if you have some inclusions, you have some color, and you have the right dimensions and it's cut beautifully, that stone's going to fire up. And the same thing's happening in our colored stone industry. The innovative cuts in the colored stone is so exciting. With With the 20 years ago introduction of a reverse cut where they have concave facets, now they have facet structures and dimensions that they They also uh, pre-create on a computer to see how it's going to fire back at the cutters, and cutters are designing on a computer first before they put it to a cutting wheel. And they're coming up with some spectacular pieces. And when you think about the rocks, a rock, just a rock, a gemstone, I don't care what it is, it's a quartz, a kunzite, a morganite of sapphire.
0: State Texas gemstones. Absolutely. Blue topaz. Blue
1: topaz. It's just a rock until you put it onto a faceting wheel and it turns into an absolute princess. At any rate, I am excited about going to Tucson and seeing what fantastic stones are out there, what fan, even more fantastic cuts and the cutters that'll be out there. That's the exciting part.
0: And you'll be so, doing some live um,
1: live uh, Facebook live is what I plan on doing it's like I did when I was in uh, in Nashville so if you want to see some an amazing amazing show it'll just make your jaw drop uh, stay tuned so Tucson here we come yeah well, good well, for now thanks for listening to our podcast we've got more coming up
0: I'm David Baker
1: and I'm Amber Gustafson
0: and this is just a conversation